So beautiful. Thank you, team, Brian and Kirsty and Leanne. And speaking of stepping out and, you know, failures, kids are good to keep you humble in that sense. Hey, Ryan and Ebony, who are out doing kids' church, we've been preparing to do their marriage counselling and um, we've been doing some special training and it's been awesome. We're getting heaps out of it. And um, so we're really equipped now. <laughs> if anyone has issues, marriage issues, we've got this great tool and we'd love to walk you through it. But our kids said to Ryan and Eb, because they've picked up, we've been talking about it, why do you guys need counselling? Do you have issues? <laughs> Tamana said to Ryan and Eb, what, like, do you have anger issues or do you have language issues, which I think he meant communication issues. <laughs> and we're, <laughs> we're able to explain, no, that's pre-marriage counselling is what you do to set yourself up for an awesome marriage and just to have your best start at it. And, and then Taj... Here's a cheeky little boy, our seven-year-old said, why would you talk to my mum and dad? They've got heaps of issues. <laughs> he said, they're always fighting. And then he cracked up and said, no, I'm only joking. I was like, oh, you just can't. <laughs> can't be too sure what your kids are going to say when you're not there, hey? Um, but they keep us humble. Anyway, God is good. And counselling is good too. If anyone needs counselling, don't let my kids' opinions phase you. So I'm really excited this morning to share with you. Last time I spoke part one on God's original created environment for our soul to flourish as we can glean from the Garden of Eden. And it's some teaching I heard on Judah Smith. He just shared for like 10 minutes on four elements that God had shown in the Garden of Eden that are good for our souls to flourish and I loved it so I've wanted to unpack and I've added some more stuff and I want to I guess unpack part two today just going to have a little brief drink of water who's feeling refreshed after that worship time yeah so good excuse me hello to all our SoundCloud listeners out there too if you're listening tuning in welcome all right, so last time I shared, there's going to be four R's, I shared the first two R's. Who can remember? I already asked the pre-service prayer people this, and Lynn is the guru, she got it. Let's see if anyone who wasn't at pre-service prayer can remember what were the first two R's that I shared last time I shared on, I guess, the two things that God, I guess, intended for our souls to flourish, the original environment God intended our souls to flourish in. Who can remember? No one was here or no one was listening. All right, Lynn, tell us. That's right. Rest and responsibility were the first two elements that um, Adam and Eve had in the Garden of Eden, and that was what God had created for their souls to flourish. So because you obviously all can't remember, I'll do a thorough summary. (laughs) Or some of you weren't here and it was a while ago. So it says in Genesis 2 verse 8 to 9, The Lord God planted a garden in Eden in the east, and there he put the man whom he had formed. And out of the ground the Lord God made to spring up every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. So it says there that the trees were pleasing to look at and they were good for food. God created pleasure and he created the garden to be a place where man could rest and enjoy his presence, rest and enjoy good food, rest and enjoy the beauty of creation. So rest and enjoyment are good for our souls. And I spoke about not only finding time to refresh in whatever your sanctuary is, like perhaps it's golf or perhaps it's surfing or going to the day spa or shopping or gardening or eating a meal with friends. We all refresh in different manners and I encourage us to find time to do that. But also finding time to pause 
to rest even amidst the chaos of life. For example, if you're, if you're a stay-at-home mum or dad and you've got the kids running around crazy and it's just a moment of madness, which I'm sure we can all relate to, whether it's work or home or whatever. But I've, I've been learning to, I guess, just in moments, rather than my head go, 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 just pausing, okay, God, this moment's a little bit crazy. Just help me to ground myself. Help me to be present with my kids, present in the moment. And may we get better at just... I guess, in a way, grounding ourselves amidst the chaos, finding those little moments of pause and rest because we know that life isn't one big golf course or one big day spa. And if we have to wait to get to that place to find rest, we're going to be pretty strung out. So may we get better at finding rest even amidst the chaos. And I think God is really good at helping us find that as we call out to him even in the madness. So, um, yeah, I hope... We've been finding moments to pause, to rest, to be present uh, in the last month or two. And we, had a, we did have a great discussion about this at Women's Group. Leanne spoke a little bit about that this week. Um, we were actually talking about technology and we were talking about how technology causes our heads to be so full and we're used to this constant bombardment and constant stimulation. Like you might have a few tabs open on your phone, you might have the TV on and you might be checking your emails on the iPad. Like our brains are so used to stimulation overload and I just think that can actually obviously take away from our ability to rest because we're just so used to go 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 in our heads and it can be <laughs> we were talking about like can we just sit still for a few minutes and be silent or do we go mad I go a bit mad but I'm getting better at it we were even talking last night um Josh and I and Ryan and Ebony about silence retreats and that you know you can go away and be silent for a whole week who reckons they could do that <laughs> Adam okay you guys should all go do that together Deb Beth what an amazing thing, but to be able to be that at peace within yourself that you could just go and enjoy silence. So I think, um, anyway, technology has changed <laughs> even a few minutes, honestly, of silence. And like for me, no book, no phone, no kids, no, no work. And I really have to work hard to just woo, ground myself and not um, go crazy, which obviously is my personality. And I'm working on that, working on finding moments of pause. But yeah, we had a great discussion about technology. I'm digressing. And... Um, Technology, I guess, can be good, but then it can also be bad. And I guess I want to encourage us to put away the phones sometimes, put away the iPads, find some rest, connect with people, because that can be a real distraction from that. And I've heard TED Talks, and I heard um, doctor, a lady called Dr Lavinia talk at Shout to about technology, and she was talking about how dopamine, which is like a, a hormone even higher, or a chemical, addictive numbing chemical, even higher than endorphins, we get that if you take drugs or if you drink alcohol or if you say to sleep around, we get a hit of dopamine and we also get it when we are playing our phones or, you know, there's a, a like or something that comes through, we get um, a hit of dopamine and in both this lady and the TED Talks were talking about how alcohol, drugs, sleeping around, technically there's a legal age to do all of those things for our safety because until you're 25, the, the frontal cortex of our brains hasn't fully developed and that's the part that regulates you making good choices and assesses risk and thinks, is that a good decision or not? And so isn't it crazy that obviously there's age limits on all of those things because they're addictive and we don't have the ability to regulate how much we do or have of them until we're a little bit older, until we're over 25, but there's no age limit on phones. And so our kids don't have the ability to restrict, and even as adults, I think we don't, sometimes it's hard to, I guess, regulate how much we're using things. So isn't that fascinating? But then we're looking to these things for a hit of dopamine to feel good. 
And uh, Dr. Lavinia at Shout explained that, say, for example, when you first take drugs and you get that hit of dopamine, you'll never get that same hit again. And people who get addicted to drugs are craving that same hit and craving that same feeling, so they take more and more and more until potentially they end up killing themselves because they're never going to get that. And I just think, obviously, this dopamine, this amazing feeling, people are looking for connection. They're looking for a deep feeling of fulfillment and joy. And we know that comes in God. We know that comes in intimate relationship. And so I just encourage us to be, maybe if we have been struggling with any of those things, to be looking to God, to be looking to relationship, put away the phones for a little while. And um, I think we'll find that deep healing and that deep rest in our souls as we allow God to fill those places. So anyway, that was just a little digression. But the first R was rest. God created us for rest and enjoyment. And um, don't quit your job yet, though. We're not solely created for rest, as I said, no pun intended. Um, Secondly, our souls were created for responsibility. God commanded Adam and Eve to work and keep the garden. In Genesis 2, verse 15, it says, The Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to work it and take care of it, or work it and keep it, some versions say. So our souls were created for work and responsibility. It is good for us to work what God has put in our hands and to take responsibility for it. And as I mentioned last time, we will find that if God has entrusted us something or he, if he has given us a responsibility and we don't work and keep it, it will often affect our souls adversely. So may we find rest and enjoyment in life, but may we also embrace our God-given call and responsibility and work hard at it. Give it our best. Work hard. Play hard. You know, that's a, a famous saying. And Josh and I often talk about this. Josh um, was saying that they let's do whatever we're doing well because, you know, balance is elusive and I think we're all like, it's, we're probably never going to find that clear balance in life of doing everything perfectly. But if we can do hanging out with our kids well, if we can put away the phones, if we can just connect with them, if we can play with them and get into their worlds well when we're doing that, let's do that well. If when we're, you know, focusing on preparing for Sunday or we're preparing for team meetings or we're seeking God for the future for church or we're doing administration, let's do that well. When Josh is building houses, let's do that well. Let's hope he does that well when he's in the sphere of business. So I think whatever we're doing, rather than, I guess, be focusing on the next thing and how we're going to juggle our entire lives, let's just be focusing on whatever is at hand, doing it well. What is the God-given responsibility in your hands at any given moment? Let's do it well. And I think that is a manageable thing. And who knows the parable of the talents? Um, As someone was talking about this at pre-service prayer this morning, as we do well with what God has given us, as we're faithful with those responsibilities, he entrusts us with more, which can be a crazy thought in itself, but there's always a grace for the stretch. And I love that God slowly increases our capacity. And just a side note on this, when um, Trent and Sarah Young were here recently they shared something with us which I thought was really good about the talents and they said they've learned along the journey just to be careful of judging people according to their capacity because you know some people have a five talent capacity some people have a one talent capacity and you know say if your capacity is five talent capacity it's easy to look at the person with one talent who might be struggling with that responsibility and think what's wrong with them they're so lazy like why can't they just handle that one talent like honestly look at everything I'm doing and they're struggling to do that one thing but Everyone has different capacity. God has got everyone on a different journey. As I said last week, God's convicting us of different things. We've also got different capacities. So may we be gracious and understanding to one another and um, be understanding, I guess, that everyone's on a different journey. 
beauty of life and faith, isn't it? And God is such a gracious and large God. He's not narrow and rigid in his thinking at all, so may we not be. I just found that a helpful thought. So that was a, a thorough summary. Our souls are created for rest and enjoyment, firstly, and secondly, our souls are created for responsibility. So the next two R's I want to share today. Does anyone have any idea what else might be good for our soul as per the Garden of Eden? Any guesses? Oh, we've got some smart ones in the house. Yep, that's going to be number four. Okay, and number three is Genesis. What is it? Sorry? Retribution. Retribution. <laughs> no. So I'll get to relationship in a moment. But um, Genesis 2 verse 16 to 17 says, And the Lord God commanded the man, You are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. For when you eat from it, you will certainly die. So the third aspect that is good for our soul is restriction. There were so many trees in the Garden of Eden, potentially thousands. You know, God stuck the odds in our favour, said just don't eat from this one. And that was a restriction that was good for Adam and Eve. It is good for our souls to say no to some things. And, you know, I shared this at Easter time, what I love about being an adult, I can eat as much chocolate as I want. What I hate about being an adult, I can eat as much chocolate as I want and no one stops me. Maturity brings the ability to say no to things that are not good for our health. And I spoke about that frontal cortex before. That's still developing. So when you're over 25 and you're mature, technically you're able to make responsible decisions, whether or not um, that's true. But it's imperative for our soul that things we could say yes to that we actually say no to. We're not meant to say yes to everything. Paul actually says this in 1 Corinthians 6.12. All things are lawful or all things are permissible. I can do anything, but not all things are beneficial. Beneficial. So, um, yeah, he says, I have the right to do anything, but not everything is beneficial. I have the right to do anything, but I will not be mastered by anything. So that's really interesting, isn't it? And Carl Lentz uh, wrote this quote I saw a while ago, and I thought it was awesome. Anything that God deems special will have a standard and a boundary attached to it. Otherwise, what is exceptional becomes common. Standards are not a burden, they are a blessing. Isn't that interesting? Because we can look at standards as a restriction, but they're not meant to be a burden. It's meant to be a blessing so that what is exceptional doesn't become common. So, um, for example, that you know, as Christians, we follow, we believe that it's good to wait until after you're married to sleep with someone in the world. We think that's crazy, but that's not a rule to be strict and to take the fun out of life. It's a standard or a boundary to make sure that what is exceptional doesn't become common. So isn't God clever? It is good for our souls to have restriction and there's boundaries there to actually protect our souls. And I guess if we as Christians go, oh, let's throw the truth out the window and loosen our boundaries and our standards so that everyone feels more comfortable with what we're presenting and not challenged, then, not challenged, then what is created to be special and exceptional becomes common and our souls will feel it. And again, with the tree of knowledge of good and evil, Dad's spoken about this before. It's not like this is good, this is bad, you can do this, you can't do this. Paul's saying all things are lawful. You can actually do what you want. And Adam and Eve were free to actually eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. They had the choice. It just wasn't good for them. It wasn't a wise thing to do. And um, so may we exercise wisdom. You know, God's given us free choice. All things are lawful, but not all things are good for us. So may we just be remembering that as we go about our lives. And as I said, the Bible... Um, It's here, this here Bible. It's not a rule book. Um, it's wisdom to live by, to protect us, to make sure that what is exceptional and special doesn't come, become common. All right.
and it helps us tap into the fullness of this exceptional faith journey. So restriction is good for our soul. Who's excited about restriction? <laughs> As, pardon? You're coming up to a fast. Exactly. And that is just a, a sacrifice, a restriction to say, God, I'm serious about breakthrough and I'm going to be surrendering this to you because, you know, I trust you and I want to show you that you know, I'm serious about believing for these things. Um, <clears throat> so restriction is good for our soul. <clears throat> Number four is, as Lynn and Adam already nailed relationship, Genesis 2 verse 18. It's not good for men to be alone. And all the moms and stay-at-home dads said that's awesome because we never even get to go to the toilet alone. <laughs> it's not good for us to be alone. Um, and I've been saying this a lot this year. I feel like a broken record, but I feel like it's a word in season. Sometimes the most spiritual thing we can do in life is have a meal with friends, laugh, connect, Relationship is so important for our soul's flourishing, for our soul's well-being. And uh, Jay Jury from Hillsong says this, loving God, loving people, loving life together. It's that simple. That's what I guess the mission here is as Christians, love one another, love God, love life together. And uh, it's a beautiful thing to do with others. <coughs> so I encourage you, be connecting in relationship, have people in your home, be bringing up someone and organising a coffee date, gather around food, enjoy life, enjoy rest and, oh, hang on, yeah, enjoy rest and pleasure together, enjoy working together because I think all of the R's are done better together. So tracing back over, well, rest sometimes, if you're an introvert especially, you might prefer to do it on your own, but even resting in God's presence together on a Sunday morning, we're entering into resting God's presence together and rest and enjoyment, you know, hanging out with friends, connecting, I think that's done well together. And um, the number of times Josh and I have found our souls revived just by having a good meal and a laugh with friends, and I'm not just talking about Christian friends, yes, that, but people outside of the church, we love doing both. We have, you know, awesome, um, I guess, times, good for the soul times, just connecting with people over a meal. And even responsibility, in terms of doing it together, working it and keeping it. I think it's so much sweeter with others. We're co-workers together. May we work it and keep it in community. And in terms of restriction, being good for us and doing that with others, I think it's also good to have like-minded people on the journey, to keep us accountable, to be encouraging us, you know. If maybe you're struggling. Do I say yes to this? Do I say no to this? Have people who are there to champion you on the journey. Everything is done better in relationships. So I want to encourage us um, to check these four areas consistently. Are we resting? Are we taking responsibility? Are we exercising our ability to say no, which is just restriction? And are we doing life with others' relationship? I might even get um, someone to duck out and get Ryan. This is going to be quick to start playing guitar if that's all right. Um, so ask yourself perhaps what area you could strengthen. And I encourage you to be proactive about it. If you think, oh, I've been struggling to rest and enjoy life, maybe plan a bushwalk or plan a shopping trip or whatever it is that refreshes you. Shopping trip will probably be a nightmare for some. But um, yeah, plan, be proactive. Or if you feel that you've been running from responsibility and, and perhaps you've even been a bit like scared, God, I, I want to follow you. I want to step out and be faithful with what you've entrusted me to, but... I'm just not sure how it's all going to work out. I just encourage you to ask God for the courage to step out and maybe take a practical step, as, as I said, be proactive towards that. Maybe it's picking up some study that you've dropped. Maybe it's volunteering to serve in the worship team or in kids' church or in the helps team. Maybe it's volunteering to serve at our local community centre. 
Maybe it's starting an over 55 social group for people in the community and church who are a bit lonely. Only you know deep within you, if God's nudging you and saying there's more for you, you know there's more for you, step out, come on, be brave, be courageous. And if you know there's more for you but you don't know what that is, come and talk to us or one of the team here and we would love to help you unpack perhaps what it is that God is calling you to because we know that it affects our soul adversely. If God's put something in our hand and we're not walking in it, God wants our souls to thrive. We want you to thrive and he's created us for a responsibility or if you've struggled with restriction saying no to some things maybe there's an addiction maybe it's just that you don't say you don't know how to say no when the 10th person for that week pops up and says can you help me with this maybe you need some help saying no again talk to a good friend talk to one of the pastoral ministry team we'll help you learn to say no maybe there can be some practicing in the mirror saying no it's a really freeing feeling Um, May we get better at saying no and exercising restriction because it's good for our soul. We need it. Um, And if you've struggled to connect deeply with others in this season, maybe you've struggled in relationship, again, let's be proactive. As I said, invite someone over, have a couple with someone, open your heart, share your life, and you will find your soul begins to flourish once more. Russell Evans at Shout Conference, again, he spoke about this. He said, if you're feeling the pressure a battle in an area, if you're feeling the attack of the enemy in an area, don't run away from that. Push the pedal down harder. If your finances are under pressure, don't get more stingy. Be more generous. If your health is under fire, don't give up. Pray for more people to find healing. Pray in a greater way for you to find healing. If you're feeling lonely, ring more people up. If there's a pressure, it's so, um, I guess, it's natural to think, oh, shrink back. But no, push in harder for the breakthrough. I guess walk in the opposite spirit. And... How cool is this, that the Bible, Kath spoke beautifully about the Bible as the light unto our path, the lamp unto our feet last week. It's also the only offensive weapon in the armour of God. And we can use it in situations when we're battling with any of these areas or other areas. Jesus used it in the wilderness when he was under immense pressure. He didn't use, oh, I'm feeling so lonely and I'm feeling so hungry and I'm feeling so overwhelmed. He didn't go to his feelings. He went to, it is written. And I want to encourage us, if we're battling with loneliness, if we're battling with hopelessness, if we're battling with financial pressure, if we're struggling with rest, any of these areas to go to the Word. For example, if you're feeling lost and lonely, it is written, God has a plan and a purpose for me, Jeremiah 29, 11. If you're feeling financial pressure, the Bible says in Malachi 3.10, if I'm tithing, see that God will not open up the fullness of heaven, the storehouse of heaven over my life. And it says that the world of the generous gets larger and larger, not smaller and smaller. That's for the stingy. So if you're being generous, if you're tithing and you're under financial pressure, I encourage you, you're doing everything the Word says to claim the fullness of the blessing that is there for that. And that's in Proverbs 11, 24, that the world of the generous gets larger and larger. If you're having health battles, by his stripes, it is written, I am healed. We're fearfully and wonderfully made, Psalm 139. And whatever your battle is, Google it, a Bible verse for that battle, and declare it over your situation. And in summary, if you're battling with any of these areas, if you're battling to find rest and enjoyment in life, if you're struggling with responsibility, if you're struggling with restriction, or if you're struggling with relationship, I pray that this morning God reveals that to you. Maybe as you're thinking, heart check, what's the thing that I could grow in? And then be proactive in that. Maybe step out this week, read the Word, declare the Word over your situation. And who knows, there's only ever battles over things of significance. It is worth fighting for these things. Um, 
because rest, responsibility, restriction and relationship are so important for the health of our souls. And I'm just going to get you to stand. I'm going to pray for us. And perhaps maybe there's been a resistance towards stepping into some of these areas. I just want to encourage you that maybe as you trust God, because I know for some it's hard to rest. That could be a real battle point for some. Or maybe for some taking responsibility is a, is a hard thing. Or maybe saying no to that situation is a hard thing. Or maybe stepping out in relationship is a hard thing. But I just want to encourage you as you trust God that just perhaps what God has for you is far beyond anything you could imagine. I love this quote from Henry Ford. I shared it this morning when he invented the car he said if I had have given the people what they wanted I would have given them faster horses and I think sometimes we're like that with our thinking we're like we have something in mind of what's ahead for our future and we think maybe if I you know I do these things this this will happen but actually God's plans are so far beyond anything that we could dream or imagine and what we think might be good God has an even higher plan so God I just thank you right now as we just surrender our hearts to you even as we say God look maybe I'm struggling in this area I'm struggling a bit with taking responsibility I'm struggling to find rest I'm struggling to say no or I'm struggling to walk in relationship God I just thank you as you reveal those things to us and as we commit to step out in faith to trusting you God I just thank you that what you have for us what you have for our souls is far greater than anything we could dream or imagine so I just thank you for courage and hope to be rising even now I thank you that you're speaking to people about where they're at. And I thank you that you've all got us on a different journey. And that's the beauty of life and faith, God. And I just pray that you help us to be championing one another on that last one, relationship, God. May we be growing in relationship with you and one another. And I just thank you for the great joy it is to share life together to be resting and enjoying your presence together, to be co-workers together and to be just keeping one another accountable and championing one another on in this wonderful journey. Amen. We're going to finish by singing if the whole band wants to come up. And just as we sing, I encourage you just to, as I said, heart check. May God speak to you. Maybe you've got all of these areas down pat and and that is awesome. Maybe you can go and encourage someone else or talk with someone else today about how you could um, just be helping them. Thank you, team.